Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by waitingfornextyear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Started off as a very good road trip, ended up not so much. Another week. Here we go. Dairy Brothers uh, Guardians cast brought to you by waitingfornextyear.com and our friends at the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt Dairy, Todd Dairy, September is coming this week. Guardians still in first place by a game over the Twins. Todd, I'm not going crazy over yesterday. Um, I'm not going to, you know, it was the Owen Miller Express. It was brutal. Um, But (laughs) here we are. I mean, it's, you know, it's August 29th, still in first place. Three and three road trip, if you want to look at it that way. But, yes, yesterday and the weekend in Seattle was brutal, scoring just seven runs. And not a lot of offense. I think we see why the Mariners are going to be a playoff team. And well, first of all, we're two games up. Don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> just two. You said one. I just wanted to make clear that it is two-game lead. Now, uh, uh, you know, I'll say this. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Owen Miller. We'll get to Miles Straw. You know, these, these are the beating, beating a dead horse uh, conversations. But, uh, yeah, I came away from this weekend – just really super impressed with Seattle. That's a really, really good team. They they are the one team that I've seen us play this this season where I'm like, that bullpen is really, really good. Their starting pitching is really, really good. And they can hit the ball out of the park. I mean, they got a lot of guys. I mean, their offense, you know, statistically, their offense is not great. I mean, they, they actually, I believe, have less. Well, yeah, they have less runs scored than we do. Uh, so they, they, you know, they're not an offensive juggernaut, but they—it's how they score. Get, yes, they when they need. I mean, they hit three solo homers against Plesac in the Saturday loss. You know, we saw Julio Rodriguez, um, you know, go deep. We we we, we saw they, they got multiple guys up and down that lineup. We have different approaches. The offensive, totally different approaches. They are a sit back and wait for the bomb offense, and we are the you know, death by a thousand cuts offense. Uh, uh, but, but I'll tell you what, if it comes down to would I rather see Seattle, Tampa or Toronto in the playoffs, I would definitely rather see Tampa or Toronto than Seattle. That team was really, really impressive. And unfortunately we have to see them again this weekend. Yeah. There is something about this Mariner team. I think Scott service kind of survived, uh, you know, from years of, of disappointment, there is something to the Mariners always choking. Uh, you could make the argument that we always choke. You know, you get to the playoffs and it's like, oh, you know. <laughs> we... they, haven't been to the, they haven't been to the playoffs since 01. No, I know. They have, the long, they have the longest drought, but I'm talking about they always gag in September and don't get there. Our gagging, yeah. our gagging seems to occur when we're there. Um, yes. <laughs> so it's like. 
but I think this is a different, like you said, this is a different Mariners team. I mean, other than watching Ty France all weekend just bitch and moan to the umps, to the umpires and get ejected twice. Um, but again, he's got a lot of power. Suarez can hit it out of the park. Uh, even what's his name? Uh, Jake Lamb hit a home run over the weekend uh, in the Saturday game that we won against Plesac or, or with Plesac. But yeah, I mean, they, they pitch and we scored seven runs the entire series. We scored seven runs Wednesday in the uh, afternoon win over the Padres. And it's like, hey, you go into San Diego and take two from, from them. And, and the way we kind of uh, bitch slapped them a little bit, that was great. But then the offense just got completely shut down in yesterday. And I, let's just get right into yesterday because it's fresh. The game turned on two plays. And you rarely hear this. And brought, by the way, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and Breaking Tea t-shirts at breakingtea.com slash dairy. You rarely hear this. There are certain broadcast crews that are pretty much bought and paid for. And they don't ever criticize. It's, it's you know, peaches and cream. It's, you know, former, former players from the team that just, you know, say we. Rick Manning yesterday made it a point in that fifth inning to just destroy Owen Miller. He killed him he killed him on the non-turned what should have been probably a 3-6-3 double play. Uh he, you know, uh, Santana hits it right to him. He kind of turns and spins. He makes a nice throw to second, but then doesn't run back to the bag. Savali had to cover and by that time the ball was a little bit behind Aaron and he drops it. So there's a runner on second cuz the ball went into the dugout. Then of course End of the, you know, the, the more pops one up and Miller goes over towards first base and, or toward the first base dugout. There's the netting over there. He like yep. jumps when he doesn't have to and the ball hits him right in the glove. He bobbles it, goes up against the net, and then he catches it with his like his bare hand against his body. And the umpire came over and made the right call. He said, no, once the ball hits that netting, it's out of play and yep. he can't trap it like that. Next pitch, kid, it's a three run homer. And the rest is history. Owen Miller's been an utter disaster at first base. He's terrible defensively. And it cost us yesterday. And it's like, what do you do now? It's like, let's bring up Nolan Jones. Let's move Benson to first. Let's do Benson. Why would you put Benson out there? He can't hit. So you wonder now, Todd, if this week against Baltimore and Seattle, if we see Josh Naylor every single day at first base and they do something about Owen Miller. I know Miller got hit on the elbow a few weeks ago. He hasn't been the same. He's been sick, according to some sources we've heard. But, like, man, I mean, those are plays that have to be made, and it cost three runs, and really was a, the game-turner yesterday. I don't know. There, there's there's several things with him. I do not understand why Tito continues to play him against lefties when he's a reverse splits guy and he's hitting 100 points better against right-handed pitching. I understand that you want to get Naylor off of his legs. I do. But once a week, fine. You know, twice a week, I'll live with it. But they have to come up with a better option. Miller is terrible in the field. I mean, just terrible. Like you said, he can't make... How many times have we discussed his defense on this podcast about he dropped a throw from first or he couldn't make the double the double play turn or he, he doesn't know how to stretch properly. He's clearly not a first baseman in there jamming it down our throats. And it's, again, you know, what you had told me yesterday, like, oh, you know, the last few weeks, he, you know, he's thinking of the elbow and he's been sick. 
What's the excuse for May, June, July? Right. It's been terrible since April. Terrible. It's, he and he and Miles Straw are so have been so bad. It's 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 driving me insane that I continue to see these two in the lineup on on such a regular basis. And Straw, we we need to get into in a second, but. Like you said, he doesn't make the easiest plays, and that that dropped pop up, which the next pitch turned into a three run, uh, a two out three run homer, totally changed the trajectory of that game. I think that was in the sixth inning too, wasn't it? Fifth or sixth inning, but it was late enough in the game where it just you know it it that was that was it. I mean, listen, the offense didn't score, that didn't help, but but Miller playing against lefties still doesn't make any sense. The problem is. You know, and I look down in AAA like you do every day. Nolan Jones has not played first base. No, still. no. Yesterday, the playing. yesterday the Clippers played Trenton Brooks, who's not a not an option. No, he's four A. He's yeah. four A, and they're playing not him, even. Or they or Gabriel Arias. They've been they've been playing at first base and and outfield because they're clearly trying to set him up to be a, a possible September option. Um, you know, but but. I just I, I can't take it anymore with 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 Miller. Now, I understand that you got to get Naylor off of his feet. I do, um, but to not have a better option, and you and I, you know, I, I guess this all ties in with Straw because right now, you know, Straw's is is a gigantic disaster. He is statistically one of the worst hitters in baseball for the entire season. His month of August has been. A complete disaster. He keeps coming up in big spots with men on third and less than two outs and popping up or grounding out. He never gets on base. He doesn't draw walks. The long at bat that we saw earlier in the season and last season, you know, April, should I say, and last season have just completely evaporated. He has no confidence. He is nothing but a defensive replacement right now. The problem is, and I was listening to Hammy yesterday. And Hammy's been like, you know, it was when Straw came up in that in that inning where we put two on with nobody out. Yeah, and he flew, and he flew Straw, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 he said, "Now, wouldn't this be Hammy's like if 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 you had a guy who could bunt here, this would be a great opportunity for a bunt." And they, and we were talking about bunting down three nothing, and I am, you know me, I'm captain. You know, bunting is for losers, but anything, it, can, if you can't bunt, he's the guy, the guy cannot hit. He can't play. I can't watch him every day anymore. But the main problem is, and they pinch hit Will Benson for him uh, later in the in you know at the end of the game. Will Benson's like you know he's not much, he's not much better. Yeah, he's hit. I mean, if you go by batting average, and it's a small sample size, as they say. But Will Benson's yeah. yeah. I mean, he's also hit. The fact that Miles Straw we're we're almost at September first, and he's hitting below two hundred. As an outfielder, this is not some catcher. I mean, playing every day. That's really that's really bad. That's really bad. And you're right; he's got a great glove. He doesn't. He's not a problem with the team in terms of his personality or anything. But he just right now, there's no confidence at the plate. You see it. Pitchers know how to pitch to him. Uh, how many how many times, uh, especially in the Friday night game, did he come up? And others it wasn't just him. Tyler Freeman too. And with runner runner at third and less than two outs, and can't even you got to hit a medium range fly ball something, and uh, mm-hmm. he just kind of weakly puts the ball in play and runs back to the dugout, almost like hey I didn't strike out. You know when when he when he has a fielder's choice, I think it was the Saturday night he had the fielder's choice, and it's like hey at least he 
didn't get out. Uh, at least he didn't enter into a double play. But you can't have that from a starting outfielder on a first-place team. <laughs> and you know what else the problem is? You could live with it if your catcher was, you know, uh, who, you know Adley was Rutschman, right, right. Yeah, right, right, Rutschman. Somebody good, thank you. You could live with it. But you, can, you when you have a black hole at, at eight and nine, it's a huge problem. Although Luke, although Luke Maley's been uh, stroking it a bit. And you know what? Even Hedges has, has had his moments. He had a couple, you know, knocks this weekend. Uh, you know, by the way, Benson is four for 30. To close the loop on the Hamilton thing, he also said, you know, the way Miles Straw is going, and he's like, and you know, Will Benson, he's up here, but, you know, it's not like he's done anything. He said, you have to wonder if we'll see Will Brennan sooner rather than later. Now, you know Hammy. Wait, Hammy Tom, wait, Tom said that on the air? Yes, he did. Yeah, well, he he's he, he's as locked. He li- knows he, what he's talking he, Yeah, about. he's as locked in as anybody. That's my point. And if you look up and you're looking at those lineups in AAA, because I know you are, because we, te- you and I and the executive producer text about it all the time, well, Brennan's been playing a hell of a lot of center field lately in Columbus. So, I, I mean, at, at a certain point, if Benson's not doing it, you got to try Brennan, don't you? And I know you don't want to you know him, put don't too you? much on no, you don't. But, but don't you think you got to give you know Brennan a shot potentially? Yes. If yeah. Benson's not doing anything. No, no. It's it's a very easy move. I mean, you you call Will Brennan up and you send Will Benson down. It's one Will for another. It, it, yes, but yes, drink if you uh, for the for the forty man. Todd benching the forty man uh, drinking game. Will Brennan not on the forty man. You're gonna have to make room for him somewhere. Well. Uh, can we put somebody on the sixty-day IL? <laughs> yep. Well, I, uh, isn't Ghost isn't go. Ghost already on there? Yeah, I was gonna say Ghost is already on there, but yeah, but yeah. I just the, the the long and the short of it is they have got to stop playing Lyle Straw every day. They they have to. It's like enough already. I, I, and and I believe if they had a really a, a, any sort of better option, they would. But in my guess is Tito's like, listen, Benson's not hitting. We don't know what's going to happen, you know, with the AAA guy who's coming up. And uh, at least we know we're getting great defense from straw, from straw. That's the only rationale I can see that works. Heck, you know, let's just, you know, let's just go for it. Let's just, uh, you know, let's just take off all our clothes and uh, get George Valera up here. The guy's a machine. Yeah, but he's not playing center field. And you're not going to do that. <laughs> well, you, you, you can move Quan to center. Quan's diving okay. into the stands. This the, the Quan, oh th- this dude is just he he's Jesus, the man. Best. He really is. He he's you know, for for our uh, religious listeners, my apologies, but seriously, I mean, he is. He's like <laughs> that guy's unbelievably good. I hope people realize how fucking good Stephen Quan is. He's so good. Like like wake up, Cleveland, wake up. Do you know how good your left fielder is? This guy should be on posters all over town. He's that good. Damn, he's good. I mean, sorry, I sound like I'm fawning all over him, but guy dove into the stands the other day. Derek Jeter did it, and they replayed it 500 times uh, uh, that day, and they still play it to this day. And I know Stephen Kwan wasn't bleeding from his forehead, but that was the same play the other night. Dude dove into the stands from left field Not only was here. and caught the ball. 
it wasn't the same play. It was way more difficult because watch the Jeter play. It's the single most overrated play ever. He made a running mm, catch. It's right up there with the Jeremy Giambi scoop play he made. Well, no. But oh, oh Jeter. No, 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 no. No, that play was great. I will credit on that play because he... He backhanded you know, the ball. This was, I know. This, I know. Was, this was him... If he was playing the Orioles on a Tuesday, no one would have given a shit. That was against the Red Sox, and he, he made a catch, and he took about 10 steps before... And then dove, the, and then dove in, right. The Quan play was better. Literally, he could have he broken a rib. He could have busted his face. Because the way you saw it, he landed straight on, like... There were two empty seats in the whole stadium, I swear, and it was the two that he landed on. And it was like he... He could have totally busted his face on that. I mean, that was – he laid out. I mean, when and he had the presence of mind also to get up and throw before he then realized, oh, my God, I just knocked the wind out of myself. But I just – I'm with you. I love him. The personality, he should be all over commercials in this town. I, I completely agree with you. This was – this were college football, he'd be Mr. NIL right now. I can tell you that. Right. I mean, let's get him on TV instead of Tim Misney or somebody, uh, you know. Is there anybody else that he, he can replace? Who's doing bad local commercials right now? <laughs> athletes wise, who knows? I, I'm trying who, to think. Who's who's the spokesperson for Mister Hero? I mean, let's go. Hoyer. It was Brian Hoyer at one point. I do remember that. That was years ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know. <laughs> Brian Hoyer. You want a hot butter cheesesteak today, Dees? That sound, does sound good. Does sound good. We could we could move that bit uh, ahead of the Chagrin Boulevard one lane bit. There you go, your favorite. Don't go more than twenty five miles per hour because you will get a ticket. Oh, click it or ticket, but I don't know. I I think we're going to see more of Quan and Center. I think they're going to try some things. I don't know what you know. Like like we said, I mean maybe bring Nolan Jones back up. But yesterday Nolan Jones had a horrible day. I think he left like eight guys on base and went one for six see, for Columbus. The, the easy move was if Nolan Jones was hitting really well up here, you could slide Quan over and play Oscar and right and Nolan Jones and left. But, I, you know, it, it doesn't seem like they have uh, – oh, here, I got a solution for you. Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Here's a good Here's a good old bit. Why don't you move Ahmed to left, Quan to center, and then uh, you got a million <laughs> shortstops. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed's, Ahmed's cooling off a bit, but I'm really trying to bite my tongue and be nice because he's had a really good year. So I'm not. I'm not. I haven't said much. I've been. I've been behaving. See, I've been behaving. Yes, you have been. And listen, I did see a Twitter thread. I don't know if you saw this or not last night. I actually went into it because I don't know. Like a mid conversation tweet got put into my timeline, and Andre was going back and forth with people about Ahmed, basically about how. You know how what he has right now is the known, and this this makes sense. I think the argument was basically like someone was like, "You got to extend Ahmed," and then you know the response back was something to the effect of, "You're not going to extend a guy who is coming into you know he's going to be in his big money years, and you have a million shortstops." And Andre's response was basically, "You know what you have with Ahmed; it's working. Why would you not keep him in place when?" We have no idea if Rokio is going to be good. We have no idea if Arias is going to be good or Tyler Friedman, you know, for that matter. Um, which, listen, that makes sense for yeah, sure. I get, I but see we're that. Just talking, but we're just, I'm just talking 2022 right now. I mean, we can win the division and get to the playoffs. Let's, that's what we should be concentrating on. Right. right. There so, are, there are so. bigger, there are bigger problems. I see Andre's point. 
Um, yeah. Andre's got to stay off Twitter and get, and he gets way too heated on those things, and then he gets very frustrated. <laughs> and and uh, we love Andre. Not he's a friend of the program. I know he listens, but he's got to stay off that stuff because he gets portrayed as a you know giant team homer based on. You know, he interviews the players after the game. They all hug him and rub his bald head. So sometimes you got to sit some of those out. But I do see, I think he's right on this one. I mean, look, no one, I can't wait to have a shortstop that's going to be dynamic one day on this team. But right now, Ahmed Rosario is the least of, the, of our worries. I mean, there are other, other issues in this lineup. I mean, Owen Miller plays a lot. He's not hitting and he's not defending. You know, Miles Straw is certainly not hitting. Uh, Ahmed's a little bit cold right now, but again, in the rally on Saturday night, I mean, he put the ball in play, you know, fought one off, and uh, put the ball into right field for a base hit, and it, and it, it helped spark the rally. I, he's he's the least of the worries right now. But but I will say this, I can't he wait to see. a lot of double plays. <laughs> he does, but I can't wait to see Rokio. I, I think that's going to be the guy. Of all these yeah, guys, yeah. I think that's the guy. Well, I, I don't remember if we were if this was an offline conversation or if it was on this pod, but I think the way I see it is Ahmed is around for next year. Rogio stays in AAA. And then in 2024, it's Andres at second and Rogio at short. And that's why I believe Andres has stayed in second base because Ahmed has done the job and they realized that, all right, we can ride this thing out with Ahmed for a couple more years. He's a team leader. Everyone likes him. He's he's playing well. He's got, you know, he's, there's a lot of good things about him. And I think that you get this year and next year out of him, and then you move on. I mean, that's not such a crazy thing. But, you know, the, the extension talk, I mean, come on, you're not extending him. No way. No way. You're also not extending him because you extended Miles Straw. And this team oh still this team is still on a bit of a shoestring budget. Sorry, I mean we, we can sit here and talk about let's extend everybody. Uh, the, the, we the, the majority owner, the new one isn't isn't here yet. I mean he's here as a minority owner, but this isn't exactly extension avenue here uh, in Cleveland where you know they gave Miles Straw the John Hart treatment, but um, I mean it's it's livable and it's an extension and it's what five at twenty five and it's not the worst thing in the world. But and we all lauded it when it happened. But that's where you kind of need to be careful right now. Well, you listen. There was no at the time. It looked like a good move because the way Straw played, the way he was perceived in in Houston, it was great. And you saw that defense. And he was always at least working counts. I mean, I know there's no power in there, but he always at least worked the counts. And he was putting up good at bats, and he has you know good speed and and the defense. So you're like, all right, we can live with it. But now you look up. And he's a fourth outfielder at best. And it's, yeah, you're tied to him for a long time. And again, he's going to be your center fielder next year. I really believe that. Well, I, think, I don't think they're going to. I think that, yeah, you know, I agree with you. I think, I think they're going to work with him. Somehow, Valeka is going to work his magic. But, I mean, you can't, he can't be sitting at 199. That can't, we, you can't, it can't happen. And it's it's not 199 with 25 homers either. You know what I mean? Like or an OBP you know, over 300. He's not even, his OBP's not even, he's not even walking. Be one thing if he walked a bunch and got on base and stole bases. His OBP's below three hundred two. Yeah, it's it's bad. You know, uh, we talked about this. Uh, you know, with the outfielders and all that stuff. You know, who I totally forgot was even on the roster and he pinch hit this weekend. He got to start was Richie. Like, why not 
put Richie in left for a while and see how that goes. I mean, I know Richie's you're, you're, you're sacrificing defense there, but you know, he's up and they gave him a shot. He, what night was it? Did he DH Thursday? He started one of the yeah. He started one of the games. Couple of the games. I think couple of games. Um, he's okay. I I like the role of pinch hitter and play him everywhere. But the one yeah, problem is so the one the one position he doesn't play is first base. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. You know, that's true. oh my god, these straw numbers. I'm just looking at. We got to we got to move on. We can't. We're we're just beating it's just this dead horse. I, it is sorry. aggravating. Get, all right, aggravating. you can read it. Go ahead. What is it? No, I mean he's his season numbers. I mean he's got a he's got a, a, a five twenty four OPS. His slugging percentage is two fifty one, an on base percentage of two seventy four, and a one ninety nine batting average on the season. And and the worst is this month, these August numbers. Oh. You know he he has seventy he's he's seven for seventy four oh ninety five with a one oh eight slugging percentage and a two twenty five OPS. <laughs> it's a full month. You know who that it's is. August, you know who that is. It's August twenty ninth. You know who that is, right? Uh, Alan Bannister. No, that's Bradley Zimmer. Bradsky. Well, <laughs> oh, Bradley Zimmer was just DFA'd. By the way. It, he is Bradley Zimmer, but at least Zimmer could get into one from time to time. He still had the power. He struck out a shit ton, but they both have good speed. They both play good center field. <laughs> You're yeah, right. He's, 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 he's a worse version of Zimmer. He's a right-handed Zimmer right now. I mean, yeah, the, the numbers you just read off sound like Bradley Zimmer numbers to me, you know? But but you're very right. They're similar in terms of player. I mean, Zimmer was just DFA'd for a second time by the Phillies, wow. by the way. He's free if you'd like him again. No. I mean, you're getting more Dragnet and I Love Lucy references from Matt Underwood than you're getting, <laughs> and you're getting base hits from Miles Straw right now. That's a fact. Hashtag facts. Uh, Matt and Todd with you, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, waitingfornextyear.com, Evergreen Podcast Network. Uh, go to breakingtea.com slash dairy. I asked our listeners to go on there and shop. You're not doing it, and 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 you're disappointing me. And I got to be honest, it's the stretch run. We got a homestand this week, and, hey, you want to go buy your gear from the team shop? Uh, I, don't, I don't blame you, but I'm telling you, we got some great players. You want a Stephen Kwan shirt? You can get it at Breaking Tea. Jose Ramirez is still unbelievable, and uh, you know, he seems like he's he's getting it back a little bit. I know it was rough all weekend for everybody offensively, but so many different J-Ram options as well at BreakingTea.com slash Dairy. Also, the new Captain Clutch, Andres Jimenez shirt, which yours truly will be purchasing. Uh, let's do it at BreakingTea.com slash Dairy. It takes you right to the Cleveland collection. A brown season is right around the corner. Preseason is over. Everybody ready for the Josh Dobbs experience? Because it's coming. Well, I don't know if they're going to make a Josh Dobbs t-shirt, but you can get Browns gear, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, whatever you like, at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Uh, Bullpen. Todd, what a performance over the weekend from most of the bullpen. I mean, even in the win on Saturday when uh, uh, James Karinchak came in, and James is he's hurling right now. This guy's just strutting off the mound. He's uh, he's unhittable. Nick Sandlin pitching well. Bullpen rounding into form, which is very important. And, um, you know, pitching is still everything. I know the Mariners' bullpen's pretty good, but Guardians' pen is starting to round into form, don't you think? Yeah. At the beginning of the year, 
We had no idea the roles for any of these guys other than Class A. 99 was injured. We had no idea if he was even going to find it again because, you know, we were all, you know, last year when they took away the sticky stuff, he was never the same. And, that, and yeah, Trevor Steffen had some nice moments last year, but he was a Rule 5 guy, and we were like, ah, what, what, what do we know? Now all of a sudden you look up, 99's unhittable. Stefan is on. Stefan's just continues to get better and better. And so you got those guys from the right side that you know you can count on. Sandlin has been, like you said, since he went down, whatever he found down there in trip in Columbus has come back. He's been awesome. Hentges has been very serviceable from the left side, and even Delos Santos, you know, who they really needed earlier in the season, kind of. Got Dilo Santos got them to where they needed to figure out, uh, you know, where to slot him. But you know, he pitched some big moments. Morgan had his moments early in the season. Obviously, is still struggling. But man, they got a lot of options out there. And I believe coming later this week, you'll see Cody Morris, who they seem to be prepping for for a big uh, relief role. But it's unbelievable just how great this pen has been. I mean. Just look at how many games we've watched. I mean, the San Diego game on that was Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. When Savali started and Savali pitched basically four and two thirds, and Tito yanked him and brought in Sandlin and and you know to get that one out in the fifth, and you got a, a, a you got an inning and a third of perfect work from him. Followed that up with a you know scoreless inning from Karen Jack. Stefan was great, struck out the side. Classe came in and closed the door, and you were like, man. I mean, we we get to October, and we get a lead with those guys out there. I mean, it's over. Well, no, it's it's a good sign, you know. I mean, the young guys, like you said, I mean, both Sandlin and Karinczak at one point were in AAA and both struggling, and you're like, what are we going to do here? Because there were... The, you know, the bad Brian Shaw moments and others that just weren't getting people out. And then you had the Eli Morgan uh, sort of descension for a while. But now all of a sudden these guys are uh, these guys are getting it done. And, you, you know, the Sandlin, just, you know, his breaking stuff and that slider have been deadly. I mean, Karen has got two pitches basically. But right now, as long as he's, you know, able to put his hands in his hair a little bit and then go to the rosin bag, he's, he's, he's gripping the baseball. Every pitch, he does it every pitch. But it's working, and he's not cheating. They're not. They're not. You know. I mean, the other night, the minute we took the lead, you're like, "All right, police has got to be done." It's through seven. Uh, uh, you know, it, you know, it's the eighth inning. I mean, what's what's he gonna do? I was wondering because he had Shaw warming because we were losing, and then the next thing you know, it comes back from a break, and I was watching on FS1, and here come and here's there's your guy James, and it's like no problem, you know. He, Maybe warmed up a little late, but he was he was raring to go, and he and he and he yeah. and he, he mowed him down. He's been unbelievable. I mean, I got, I got to give him credit. He's been unbelievable, and they've needed it. I mean, he, you and I talked it around the deadline about they got to add a pen arm, they got to get another dependable pen arm. But you know what? They didn't, and the guys that needed to step up have stepped up, and uh, ninety nine is is at the top front of that list, but. You know, if, if the fact that they were able to turn Trevor Steffen from a Rule Five guy, who last year they just did not pitch in anything other than mop-up duty to develop him, you know, we were very worried about losing Ruben Niebla, and you know, the, the, and and who was the other guy we lost? Uh, he's now the pitching coach for the the 
Yankees. I can't think of his name. The, uh, yeah, the young, the young kid from your couple, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, I forgot yeah, his I name. I can't think. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But anyways, those were like the two key guys, and you were, we, we were a little concerned about what it's going to be like from a developmental standpoint losing those two key guys. But you know what? The work that Carl Willis and 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 even Andy Abel last year have done with Stefan is remarkable. I mean, all he, he basically had a power arm and didn't know how to harness it. And now he's just a killer out there. Oh yeah, so, no, the pitching factory is still open, and like you said, oh, to have yeah. to have two eight inning options right now with Stefan and Karen Chack. Karen Chack with that curveball, Stefan with the splitter, and then you get it to the best closer in the game, in my opinion. I know he gave up the. Uh, the uh, the hit the other night to Hanniger, which by the way Owen Miller forgot to cut the ball off. He cuts the ball off Friday night, turns and throws to home. Right, uh-huh. another another terrible defensive play. Um, no idea. How do you not know where how the, this 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 ball is this far up the line? I have to cut it. Right, cut it, I turn said, and throw, and I think you got him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, give the, you know, the pen's been good, like you said, and. You know, you lost Ghost for pretty much the year, I think, and you, you tried some other guys early in the year. We had that um, uh, cavalcade of four A guys that, that were they're having to pitch, and then what's his name? Right. Uh, uh, who was the kid oh, that? Kelly uh, and McCarty. No, well, the other one, and then Anthony Castro. Uh, not oh. Anthony, not related to Anthony Castro Vince, but uh, he was a disaster. Now you're right; you have confidence in pretty much anybody that comes into a game to do it. And I'll say this too. Um, the start Wednesday night with Cal Quantrill when they won seven nothing and we beat up on Blake Snell, which was always fun. And then um but Cal against his former team Wednesday afternoon. You needed length oh, from you needed length so from him good. after the pen went, like you said, a pen day almost on Tuesday. The double fist pump, I mean, he's the man. He's the man. And they're gonna need a they're gonna need him again Tuesday night when we open up against Baltimore. So that was awesome to watch. You knew he wanted to stick it to his former team and he did. For sure, for sure. All right, let's uh, uh, get into the pitching matchups because I actually got to run here in five minutes. Oh, big day today, big plans? No, just work. Yeah, all right. Not fun. It's not fun, is it? Not fun? No, it's not funny or fun. <laughs> so we're back to some 6-10 games, so Tuesday through Thursday. So the, so just to – and you bring up the twin schedule if you can. The executive producer uh, asked for it. We got to give it to them, but if you look at the schedule, so the next let's say few weeks, we've got Baltimore, Seattle at home, at KC, at Minnesota, the Angels. That should be three wins. You you can't lose to that team. That that organization is an embarrassment. The makeup game with the White Sox, Minnesota again, at Chicago, at Texas. Now I'm just running through the whole thing. Tampa and Kansas City at home, and that's it. We're done. But I don't see what I can't, I, I can't believe it either. What I don't see is having to play the Yankees. I don't see having to play Houston. Boston or Houston. Houston's a machine. Yeah. Houston's a machine. Uh, by the way, thanks to the Giants. Thanks for your help this weekend. Uh, you're an embarrassment. Gabe Kapler the other day. Uh, yeah, thanks has, for nuts. To Gabe Kapler is Dominic Leone out there and just walks the bases. It walks everybody, and then he intentionally walks somebody to load the bases to set up the force. And then Dominic Leone walks the the winning run in. I mean, come on. No, well, listen. They had a two nothing lead with two outs in the. I know. And, and <clears> nobody up. on. But KYP, uh, know your personnel. Uh, that's an old Rick Mahorn line. Uh, Baltimore. 
uh, this week. So three games of the Orioles, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Everybody knows the story of the Orioles. They're really coming on and uh, playing well, and they're in the wild card race, even though they traded their closer and Trey Mancini um, at the deadline. But Tuesday night, so we'll see three righties. So it should be interesting to see if, with the day off today, if he plays Naylor all three games at first. But Cal- he better not play. He better. He better not play Owen Miller at first base. I well, can't. there's only one lefty all week. So let's see. So so Cal yeah. Quantrill on Tuesday night against Spencer Watkins, uh, right-hander. Wednesday night Tristan McKenzie against Jordan Lyles, who just a few years ago I think it was DFA'd or Jordan. Was, yeah. You know now all of a sudden he's decent. Uh, Kyle Bradish against Shane Bieber on Thursday night. All six ten games. Then this weekend Seattle comes back in for three. Friday night, same matchup as the other night, Zach Plesak and Luis Castillo, who's really, really good. Um, Aaron Savali. just beat. Yeah, Aaron Savali. Yeah, we beat him, but it was the bullpen. But um, Savali on Saturday night, a Fox game, regular Fox, against Robbie Ray again, who, you know, uh, Cousin Matt chimed in. He was a mush. He went to all these games in Seattle, and I'm outing him, and I apologize. But... He was like, "What do you think?" He texted me yesterday saying, "What do you think of Robbie Ray?" I said, "We don't really hit lefties. So I, I don't. I'm not real confident, especially on a getaway Sunday to end the trip." And then uh, Sunday afternoon, a 2:40 start time. What's that about? I still don't understand. It makes no sense to me. Uh, Cal Quantrill against George Celia Kirby. Oh my God! From pro bono. <laughs> you know that, did you know that? Do you know who else? Uh, uh, George Kirby. Went to high, same high school as one Josh Bieber. Oh yeah, he's, oh yeah. George Kirby's George from what? Kirby. Rye, New guy. York. Is that Rye, New York? That's right, Rye, New York's finest. I watched a Mariner George game. George Kirby and Josh Bieber. I watched a Mariner game late night one night because that's what I do. I'm in. I have major uh, issues, but and they were talking about George Kirby growing up in New York. So how I remember that, I have no idea, but I did. So there, so who's Minnesota play this week? Give me a rundown. So the Twins schedule this week, they got Boston at home for three, and then they go to the White Sox uh, Friday. So they have an off day Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday against the White Sox. And they Dylan Cease and Giolito are lined up for the Sox in two of, three, two of the three of those games. <laughs> the White Sox, didn't they get swept by the Diamondbacks? <laughs> well, they've quit. They they they've, they've quit. Tony Larusa is a joke. I says. I mean, they're under five hundred. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's an embar- it's an embarrassment. It is. And you know what? Reinsdorf deserves it for hiring that racist old coot to be his manager. <laughs> yeah. Go on, why, why don't you Why don't you go with your best friend Bob Knight and take a fucking jump off of a cliff? Oh, here we yeah. go. I think I, I think I saw the other night. I saw the other night. Moncada took himself out of the game. Said, in, he went on the injured list because yeah. he's a member of ten percent capacity. Yeah, he's all. always always hurt. Moncada and Jimenez are always hurt. Eloy and uh, man, it's amazing that that team's below five hundred in this division and <laughs> with that I mean, talent. With that up, talent, I I had them set up for a long run of domination in our division. I really did. I thought that I thought starting last year, they were just going to, you know, they'd be one of the best teams in the American league. I can't 
fathom how bad they are. Rick Renteria is somewhere laughing his ass off. Not that he was a good manager, but you know, he got he got moved, you know, so Reinsdorf could bring in his buddy and uh, that's really turned out well, hasn't it? It's amazing. The the, 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 the game the game they lost the other night to the Orioles. Was, I mean, it was impo- oh. it was nearly impossible. The Orioles put some rookie up there as a last Kyle Stowers. Yeah, last bastion to hit the ball, and he just flies out, and Adam Engel kind of Owen Millers it and drops it. And then, (laughs) sorry, that's mean, I'm sorry. We're still rooting for you, Owen. And then uh, next thing you know, like, the kid hit a home run off Liam Hendricks. It would have been the third, wait. It would have ended the game. Ended the game. Adam Engel dropped the pop up, and then Stowers hit the two run homer to tie it. And it was was an 0 2 pitch, and I, I. I want to say that I read something to the effect of it's the first time since they've been recording these things that someone made an error to extend the game and then hit a home run on an 0-2 pitch. And it was the first 0-2 home run Liam Hendricks has ever given up in his career also. Is that Kyle Stowers or Kyle Troy? Kyle Troy? <laughs> <laughs> if you get that reference, if you get that first person to get that movie reference, gets a, uh, I don't know, any gift cards, anything? Um we don't really do that on this show. Breaking T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you a promo code for breaking T. But uh, all right, so here we are, two game lead, first place team, coming home. Are you going this week? We we need you. We need you. We need you, Melon. I'll be there Thursday and Sunday, and the executive producer will be there Sunday as well. Nice. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for us. What about, wait, hold on. Before we go, Dairyburg Fantasy Draft Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Is it? Well, what's what's the date? What, what's the time on it? Saturday at three or four. Why? Can you? Is that good for you? Saturday at three or four. Uh, mm-hmm. We've I been think... going over this like nonstop, and I think that was the only time. Yeah. Well, I can't keep up. I, I, I you know, uh, I think so. I'll have to double check, but I think that'll work. You know. So make sure your son's make sure your son is available, and he's not on a date with Talia Goodman. <laughs> you didn't just say that, did you? On the air. <laughs> Are we on the air? Jeez. That is high and inside. Um, <laughs> we also have to do, we also have to balance, we also have to f- schedule this around the Michigan football schedule. Uh, that, that's a, that's a brutal September for Michigan. Oh man. I mean, I think, Very they, important. I think they're playing, I think they're playing or, or I think they're playing orange and Beechwood the first two weeks. That's the truth. They're going to be good, but geez. And the, the, EP, the EP needs to watch his team. I get that. I'm just saying. It's, uh, no, but as I told him, he goes, the, easy pickings the in September. The game will be on. I said, if it's close, you're going to be pissed it, off. It won't so be. It won't be, be close. And if it's not close, then who cares? It right? won't be close. They're playing, they're playing a bunch of high school teams in September. Come on. Go. They're yeah. going to be just fine. They have a good team. Should we do Cade versus JJ? 216-578-0092. All right. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Thanks to our friends at the Center for Advanced Dentistry. If you don't have a, a dentist, I don't know what you're doing. You got to go see Dr. Ben Hornstein. That guy's money. And of course, breakingtea.com slash dairy breaking tea t-shirts. All right, for uh, Todd, this is Matt. We are uh, out of room and out of here. Hi. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.